Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for July 15. My name is John Mason, and I'm glad you could join us. Today we begin with a hymn known as the Te Deum, followed by the Lord's Prayer. Catherine Jacob will bring us a reading from the New Revised Standard Version, and my reflection on the theme, Faithfulness in a Troubled World, will follow. Prayers drawn from an Australian prayer book, 1978, will be led by Andrew Pearson. Andrew's the Dean, Senior Minister of the Cathedral Church of the Advent, Birmingham, Alabama, and Catherine is a member of the ministry team there. Music is also from the Cathedral, under the direction of Dr. Frederick Teardew and Zachary Hicks. Let me read portions from one of the oldest hymns outside the Bible. We praise you, O God, we acknowledge you to be the Lord. All creation worships you, the Father everlasting. To you all angels cry aloud with all the powers of heaven. Cherubim and seraphim ever sing in endless praise. Holy, 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 Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. And the hymn continues in verse 9. You, Lord Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you became man to set us free, you did not disdain the virgin's womb. When you overcame the sting of death, you opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you'll come to be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people, bought with the price of your own blood, and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. And now let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. A reading from Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. For I want you to know how much I am struggling for you and for those in Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face. I want their hearts to be encouraged and united in love so that they may have all the riches of assured understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am saying this so that no one may deceive you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, And I rejoice to see your morale and the firmness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
In his article in the Weekend Australian last weekend, Dr Greg Sheridan, writing of the cancel culture forces at work within the West, concluded, The West is under profound challenge internally and externally today. The irrational hatred of the West within the West is one symptom of a deep malaise. So how can we live in a rapidly changing and troubled world? We need wisdom, understanding and the strength to persevere that springs from a growing relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. In the opening lines of chapter 2 of his letter to the young church in Colossae, Paul the Apostle writes of his agonized striving in prayer for the growth and rich quality of his reader's faith. And in verses 6 and 7, we find keys that unlock the central theme of his letter. He writes, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Many of God's people waver in their faith in troubled times for a number of reasons. There's no change in their lifestyle, they don't grow in their relationship with Christ, and they have no heartfelt thanks to God for who He is and what He has done. So let me identify three themes in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. First, as you receive Christ, Paul writes, so now live. He expects the lives of God's people to be shaped by a heartfelt love for God and a genuine neighbor love, the two themes that we find in the Ten Commandments and in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Having received Christ Jesus, the Lord, we're now to live in Him. We can think of it like this. When Christ moves into our lives, there are many things with which He is not comfortable. A lot of cleaning up to be done, repairs and renovation. But as anyone who has been involved in renovation and repairs knows, it takes longer and costs much more than originally thought. You only have to watch the program Grand Designs to see the truth of this. And it's like this in our lives. It takes a lot longer and costs a lot more to make our lives a place fit for God's King. The challenge is to make Christ Lord in all of our affairs. Paul develops examples of this in the second half of his letter. In chapter 3, verse 5, he writes, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Toss out of your life what doesn't fit with this new life with Christ. Is it lust or sexual immorality, evil desire or greed? Is it anger or rage, malice or slander? Do you always tell the truth? These things belong to the old self. So put on the new self, which is being renewed after the image of its creator. And Paul goes on with a second theme, as you are rooted, be built up. With mixed metaphors, one from botany, the other from building, he stresses the need for growth. He doesn't want God's people to be stunted in their relationship with Christ Jesus. And yet there are many who have accepted Christ, that he died for their sins, but have never gone any further. Consequently, their faith has shriveled up and they have neither a biblical framework to discern issues, nor the resources to remain firm in their faith in changing and uncertain times. So how does growth occur? By focusing on ritual and ceremony at church? By chasing after ecstatic spiritual experiences? No. A genuine growth in Christ really comes to people who are not spending time in the Scriptures. And this is true of churches. 
As ceremony increases, sermons often become shorter. Yes, there are times when we're not motivated to dig deeper into the Scriptures. But you know, sometimes God uses sickness or a crisis in life to awaken us to our need to read the Bible. Indeed, sometimes it's not until we see houses and other trophies of the world for what they are, transient trifles that have a fading and passing splendour, that we see the lasting treasure of God's truth. And that's when we begin to grow. And Paul continues, As you were taught, be established in the truth. For some years, a little saying kept me focused on my need for consistent Bible reading. No Bible, no breakfast, no prayer, no paper. Of course, the danger with this is that it becomes legalistic. But if it's taken as a guide, it can be a useful reminder of our need for regular Bible reading and prayer. It's how we grow in our understanding of God and enjoy a richer relationship with Him. And then thirdly, abounding in thanksgiving. To have a thankful heart is to have a contented heart. How often do we get anxious because thankfulness to God is not part of our psyche? The sense of thankfulness within us is a real measure of our growth in Christ. We can't get taken up with our own desires and moans and groans for long if a spirit of thankfulness to Christ is an essential part of our daily attitude. So when we know deep down in our heart that Christ Jesus is the Lord, whose hand is on the helm of the events of life, that He is our Good Shepherd, bringing good for us out of all the confusion and challenges, and even our failures, we'll find that quite surprisingly, we'll be able to press on with determination and joy in our hearts. Three wonderful themes. As you have received Christ, so live. Honour Christ in godly living. As you are rooted, be built up, and as you are taught, be established in the truth. Continue to grow in God's love. And also, abounding in thanksgiving. Be truly thankful to God. So let me pray. Lord of all power and might, the author and giver of all good things, graft in our hearts the love of your name, increase in us a true faith, nourish us with all goodness, and so by your mercy keep us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now Andrew Pearson will lead us in further prayer. A prayer for all in authority. Almighty God, the fountain of all goodness, we humbly pray you to bless all who hold positions of authority and public office in every land, so that all things, especially in these uncertain times, may be ordered in wisdom, righteousness, and peace, to the honor of your holy name and the good of your church and people, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A prayer for everyone in need. O God, creator and preserver of all people, we humbly pray for all sorts and conditions of men and women, that you would be pleased to make your way known to them, your saving power among all nations. Especially we pray for the welfare of your church, that we all may be guided and governed by your good spirit, so that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. We commend to your fatherly goodness all who are in any way afflicted or distressed, 
with any kind of sickness or sorrow, anxiety or need. Especially we pray for family, friends, those who are known to us. Lord, we particularly pray for your comfort for those who are grieved by the loss of loved ones at this time. We pray for the ongoing research into a vaccine and cure for COVID-19. We also pray for the many who are out of work. Give wisdom and compassion to leaders, enabling them to facilitate an effective economic recovery and so provide opportunity for work for everyone. Lord, we also pray for those who are in physical, mental, or emotional danger at this time. Father, may it please you to comfort and relieve them according to their needs, giving them patience in their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. All this we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.